Let's go. Oh, hey there, bud. This is the Midnight Owl. I'm your host, Tim. I feel like as new year begins and the old one ends, maybe it's time to give a rest to old hurt grudges. Last week, my couch arrived. Gary came through. Gary does not lie. I apologize to Gary and his lovely daughter. Merry Christmas. This week I'm joined again by Cat. The intro and outro music will be by Dutch Boy Pete. You can find his music on SoundCloud at Dutch Boy Pete. Um, oh yeah, you can find Cat uh, on her WordPress site, Katrina being Katrina.wordpress.com. You can sign up. Uh, she doesn't over inundate anybody with uh, emails or anything like that, but you can follow along when the new story comes up, or you can find her on her instagram at katrina being katrina hoot hoot oh so yeah how you been cat uh 2020 i don't i don't know i don't even know how to answer that like i'm some days i'm like, I'm super good. I'm no, I'm not a worry. And other days, like, I'm Everything's a, a worry. Everything's a worry. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm okay. If you balance between the two, like, I'm all right. That's, I think I can say, like, I'm all right. Yeah. How about oh, you? I'm happy to hear that. It's, uh, yeah. Because I know what you're going through. I don't know how much you want to talk about that here as far as, like, moved in with some family to try to get some work and stuff like that. And just, Oh my God, nothing's gone right this year. Um, it's, that's just at the end of a long list of shit that's happening. Like I, I even realized the other day I, I tried to talk to our neighbor out front. Uh, I recently moved in with a, a friend of mine and, uh, him and I are renting a place out together cause it's, you can't afford anything on your own. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm a big boy and I have a big boy job and I can't afford to rent a place on my own. I so, live in my sister's basement bedroom. And prior yeah. to this, I lived in my parents' basement bedroom. So, I mean, you are winning. It feels good. It feels good to have my own space again and stuff like that. It's just, I, I thought I was doing everything right. And then like you start doing the budget and you're like, I literally can't afford to live on my own. <laughs> I think like once we even talked about it and um, this reminded me, I heard it on another podcast because of uh, COVID and people being so isolated and just the way the world is right now with like how transient relationships are and how like a lot of people are moving away from monogamous relationships. People are entering into not cohabitation, but like co-parenting. So, like, two people that are in their 30s that want to have a kid, they, like, find a friend and they're like, well, you know, we both make good money. We both like each other. We're not in love with each other. Like, why don't we have a kid together? We can raise the kid. We can both have that family aspect, but, like, do our own thing on the side, which is wild. <laughs> like, we had talked about, like, the only way we're ever going to afford a house is if you can find somebody you can tolerate and like purchase the first house and rent it out and then like do that for the second house. And then eventually when, you know, you're 50 or looking at retirement, you could start splitting up the properties. 
I like a lot of people. There's no one I could trust that much. Well, and I mean, that's from your position of like wanting to be a home owner and have your own thing. Whereas like, I'm still just dreaming about like having my own bachelor apartment where like I don't share the stove, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> if I'm lucky enough to have a stove. Yeah. Yeah. A high end hot plate at this point would be nice. A dream. <laughs> a dream. <laughs> I mean, what you're talking about, like that's miles beyond where I'm at in life. Like I, I'd love to sympathize, but like not even oh. on my radar, this whole like buying homes and having your own space and whatnot. I just like to get to a point in my life that I can hang up a poster or a painting and not have to ask anyone's permission to put a hole in the wall first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I was trying to talk to the neighbor yesterday. So, like, I, I've gone through a ton of incarnations of what the Midnight Owl would look like. And after that conversation, I thought, like, maybe this is just going to be a series of, like, conversations with friends at first and then maybe strangers eventually. But I need to learn how to socialize again because I'm losing all of my skills for that. Like, I make nonsense, nonsense when I try to talk to anybody outside of the, like, ten people I normally talk to. <laughs> uh, like, I walked up and she's like, oh, nice dog. Is he friendly? I'm like, uh, to people, yeah. And I, I let her pet him and we were just talking. And I don't know how it came up. I think she saw my, like, buzzed hair. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I've been avoiding the hairdresser, too, but I'm going to have to go and wax my eyebrows. I'm like, yeah, I never th expected to be 30 and have to, you know, start buzzing my, my eyebrows or, like, shaving my ears. And she just, like, looks at me like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm not a 30-year-old man. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I've ruined this. I need to hide again. <laughs> Cannot go outside. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, she's such a nice person, but she's also a police officer. So, like, I just have that regular fear of authority from years of being an outlaw pot smoker. <laughs> she's been nothing but nice to me, but I'm afraid of her. <laughs> you've been doing good. Um, I know you've been looking for work and stuff. That can't be easy in these times. It's uh, I know it wasn't easy before COVID hit. I think I went like a year on unemployment and then ended up at like a Tim Hortons and a call center. I had a panic attack at the call center and walked out. I had a temper tantrum at a Tim Hortons and walked out. So, I mean, <laughs> kudos to you for surviving in that industry because that's what broke me. Oh, my God. If I had like hit the lottery and I just needed like a minimum wage job to kind of float by... Put me on the drive through window for the rest of my life. I'll do it. I don't oh. care. Not for a minute. <laughs> no? Not for a minute at my most debt-strucking point in life. Within a week, I had regulars. I was getting, like, the highest tip count, so, like, they didn't even care that I was slow at the window because <laughs> everybody was giving us money. Oh I kept getting asked if I was, like, a robot. A robot? Oh, like, you were so professional it sounded like a recording? Yeah. Well, Welcome to Tim Hortons. Can I take your order, please? <laughs> oh, my God. I almost got fired, though. Well, no. I knew the owner. We went to high school with her, so I wouldn't have never gotten fired, but I should have been. Somebody came through late at night, and they're like, I'm going to have a medium coffee, half sugar, one cream, quarter milk, and a something that 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 that. And I got her to repeat it twice, and I'm like, you know what? You could order something less ridiculous, and this could all be over by now. 
And she like rolls up to the window. She's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? I'm like, your order was ridiculous. Come on. This is Tim Hortons. Like a cream, a half cream I could do. But like, what are you talking about? And they, they shove me into the back room. I'm like, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I got away with it. I shouldn't have. It was a bad example. <laughs> oh, well, the perks of having that network or a connection. Everyone uses and abuses them. That was your turn. Well, Tim's so nice. I'm sure he didn't say it quite like that. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Well, that's the thing about being, like, a nice guy is that occasionally you could really be an asshole and deny it. And anyone that knows you or spends, like, any decent amount of time around you or has even interacted with you at all would be like, nah, he wouldn't. Nah. Oh, no, no. I'm actually an asshole. I just try to be on time and polite, and people take that as being, like, a really nice person. (laughs) You say please and thank you, no one thinks you're being, like, sarcastically mean. It's fantastic. It's the perfect guys. So what do you have to do? Show up on time and be polite. (laughs) I'm like, hold on, I'm like, hold on, let me take some notes. Like, I, yeah, I'm just going to stick with where I'm at. Uh, That sounds like a lot of effort. Oh yeah, it's a disguise. It's uh it's it can be wearing, but uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh uh out of curiosity because you told me one story about a job interview and we can absolutely cut this out or not tell the story, but I was wondering if you wanted to tell that today. You I... don't have to. You're very welcome to say now. I can. I can definitely tell it. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, let's tell it. So which which one? <laughs> well, the one that you told me was about the early morning about drive. The yes. Ah, okay. Right. So had a job interview. Super exciting because that's not been happening a whole lot. So this is like one of few opportunities to like make it to the next stage beyond just like submitting my resume and wishing for the best. And it was how many resumes at this point do you think you've sent out? I don't even know. Like hundreds, eighty. Oh, jeez. Being conservative, being conservative. But some of them, like, there are some spots where I've applied to the same company for, like, four or five. One of them actually 13 different positions over the last two months with the same company. <laughs> like, clearly they don't want me. But I feel like if they see my name enough, they might eventually be like, oh, my God. Like, let's just, obviously we just need to speak with her if, if for nothing else to make it clear we're not interested. You know, so a lot. It's been a lot. Um, so I might admire your persistence, but maybe, maybe. (laughs) So yeah, like well over a hundred, if not counting like repeat, I don't know, applications to the same potential employer. Um, Mm. but yeah, I mean, all to say like, it's been, uh, it's been a journey to a dead end. So was very excited to have a job interview Thinking like, okay, I got through the hard part, which was having my resume. Well, and if I can be honest on the whole like networking bit is that I have a friend who um, knows slash in a way is contracted by slash works for the owner of this company 
who well, and like ninety percent of people get their jobs that way, right? Like. Well, and I mean, at a certain point, like I had to start pulling strings to be like, who do I know and who do they know? Because I'm getting nowhere on my own. I don't know. Like I've been out of the province for four years. Not that I had a lot of connections before that. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, like who's around that would know who's around with any opportunity. So took advantage of that, had her tell them like, I don't know. I don't know what actually she said. I asked if she'd say something nice. I was hoping that's what happened. They did call for the interview. So I was assuming like, oh, she must have said like a good thing about me. Cool. So I get there thinking like, all right. No, I don't get there. That's not how this went. I, I eventually get there, but that's <laughs> not where the dilemma began. So I have an hour commute to get to this interview. Yeah. A uh, morning and interview? A morning interview. Bright and early, like I don't, I think it was supposed to be for 10. That's not that bright and early. But on the day of, I was up super early because I was very anxious about it. Like it yeah. had to go well. You know, be traffic. You got to figure out where it is, oh, all that yeah. stuff. I was terrified that I'm going to like drive into the city. To be clear, I'm coming from like a rural spot an hour outside the city. So I don't actually know what that commute's going to look like. I know what GPS tells me, like Google Maps was like, oh, it was like 56 minutes. I'm like, okay, we'll throw in a few red lights. And then, like, any amount of slowdown on the highway between here and there. So I gave myself an hour and a half. Yeah, I think I want to say that I was supposed to be there for 10 or 10.30. And uh, my sister, who I live with, like, they were up having their breakfast or coffee. I thought, okay, I'm going to eat some food because I don't want to get there. And, like, you know when your tummy starts grumbling? Yeah. And then there's like, that, like, are you hungry? Or, like, are you so nervous your stomach's upset? Is this an IBS issue? Which, like, this didn't end up saving me any shame. But my thought was, I will eat breakfast so that I'm not hungry when I get there. Then I can be focused and energized. That makes sense. You don't get, like, sleepy and stuff like that, that morning, like, droopiness because you haven't had any kind of sugar or anything. Exactly. So I'm having some breakfast and I'm having some coffee. And halfway down my coffee, I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to hit the brakes right here because... Caffeine puts everything you know, in motion. Does a good job of getting things moving. Oh yeah, and I'm like, well, I need to leave in like ten minutes at this point. I'm gonna stop with the coffee because I have an hour commute. I don't know how long the the interview will be, um, and then an hour commute back. And with COVID, like, I don't know what's gonna be open where I can stop to use the bathroom. There's no on route on the way. Like, I'm not on that particular highway, the 401, where there would be rest stops. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know actually like where I'll be able to go. So I just want like empty bladder and like not an overly stimulated uh, bowel mm-hmm. for this event. Right. So I'm like, I'm just, I've had enough coffee that I've got like a little bit of that morning perk. I got some energy in me. I'm going to make it there all, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, but hopefully not have to shit myself by the time I get there. <laughs> so I pull up. It's a fine I, line. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm just, like, rolling the dice, hoping half a coffee, you know, that's the right equation. It wasn't. But then <laughs> I, <laughs> I get there, and I pull into this place, and the only vacant spot is right beside the dumpster. And, like, okay, whatever, I'm that's fine. So I pull up and park there. And then, like, my stomach starts gurgling, and I was like, well, I know I'm not hungry because I ate. This is that coffee. Like, I had a few sips too many. I'm sure of it now. So I'm sitting in my car with my phone out, and my sister's like, good luck. How you feeling? And she definitely meant, like, 
are you nervous? Are you anxious? Because I texted to say I got there. Um, how are you feeling? And I was like, I have to poop. Like, <laughs> I have to poop. And I had expressed before I left the house, this was like a real life concern. I was like, I don't want to have to poop. And I go, she's like, I'll just finish your coffee. I'm like, I don't want to have to poop this morning at all. Like, that's when I get home this afternoon, I'll finish my coffee and whatever comes, comes of it, you know. But like, yeah. I don't have to poop this morning. So I get there. I'm like, I have to poop all caps. Cause like, I didn't want this to happen. That's how I am. That's how I'm doing. Worst case scenarios happening. I'm parked next to a dumpster outside of where I'm supposed to have my first job interview in weeks. So like on top of like, I have had the like IBS conversation in the past where like, I already have a nervous, like I'm an easily agitated yeah. person. So Coffee on top of the fact that, like, ooh, something exciting's happening today. So my body is obviously like, well, let's have to take a shit for that, you know? Well, if so, you're anything like me, your anxiety is like, you wake up a little bit early with the intention of, like, I'm going to do a last minute bit of prep. I'm going to have a nice morning. But 90% of that is just running through the list of whatever the fuck is going to go wrong. And you're yeah, like crossing exactly. stuff off and like doing math and like everyone's sitting here thinking like as you're routing and rerouting yourself and like checking out what's in the area and like double checking the email for the wording and everything like you're an insane person. It's like, no, I just need to know what's going to go wrong because it will. Right. <laughs> exactly. And of all things, having to poop. And I'm a half hour early. So I was like, oh, I'm thinking maybe there's a Tim Hortons close where I could go use the bathroom real quick and be back within the next 30 minutes, still on time for my interview, but not like with a baby on board. Yeah. And uh, just then, as I all caps texted, I have to poop and it's dawning on me like I should find somewhere to be and then be back. This guy knocks on my window like right beside my window where I assumed he could see my phone. I was like, what? Just startled me type thing. I put the window down a bit. And he's like, why are you in my parking lot? I was like, oh, I have a job interview I'm quite early for. Thinking like, don't you worry, sir. I'm leaving right now. And he's like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, he was taking the morning garbage out or whatever, which is why he was at the dumpster, noticed this car that he didn't recognize when he's not mm -hmm. expecting anyone within a half an hour. So... You know, who are you, lady? I'm like, oh, I'm an interview. He's like, oh, that's with me. Come on in. We'll get started. I was like, oh, I've already started a whole other situation. <laughs> my job application, like things are in motion. Things are in motion. Um, but all right, we're doing this now. So I was like deep breath, like inhale, exhale. Reverse Lamaze. Out the mouth hole, not the other end. I'm like, oh, God, please, please let me make it through this. So I go in, like, masked. I'm like, at least everyone's masked. And I hope that buffers some of it if any of this starts to let me. <laughs> I, and, of course, the more you think about it, the more I'm like, I can't hold it in. I'm like, I, it was probably fine. If I'd have been at home, it's the type of thing you sit on for 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. But, but in that scenario where, like, I'm already nervous as could be, this, this is a crisis. I'm like, okay, just get through this, right? So I think the interview did not go super well, and I don't think, even if I'd been calmer, that it would have. The questions were very pointed. Like, they were looking for someone who had specifically done that job, which I had not. Um, so I was doing my best to, like, connect my previous experiences to what sounded similar to what they were describing. Um, yeah. And, like, trying to be confident, you know, but, like, I'm a quick learner, uh, you know. All the, like, standard 
you know, have you ever done this before? Have you ever filled out that form before? And like, no, short answer. But let me give you a really long answer about how, like, I'm sure I could figure it out. Or you could well, show. Didn't they want like years know. and years of experience for you to do like a secretarial job, like yeah. answering the phones and stuff? Like, oh yeah, yeah. can we have multiple which years I've experience? Yeah, yeah, which I've done. It was basically a reception job, but um, for a property management company handling rentals. So it's like, yeah. have you ever filled out a and then like a series of numbers and letters? And it's like, well. Not from this side, but probably from the other end of things. Like, as a tenant, I'm sure I have. I've just made my 20th move since 2007. Like, <laughs> I just moved for the 20th time in 13 years. I'm probably wow. familiar with the form. Yeah. Like, can you show me one? I've probably filled it out. You know? So, anyways, it just it wasn't going super well was my feeling that, like, I'm just not hitting the mark on, like, what they want to hear. So, mm-hmm. It was relatively brief, and I was pretty thankful for that because at this point, I just want to get home and, like, relieve myself. <laughs> Where's the local Tim Hortons? Or, like, whatever. I just want to go. Like, I'm, this is not going well. And in my head, like, it, it's over type thing. So, anyways, trying to be pleasant, just, like, this is good experience. Like, it's still practice. And yeah. the stupid things I say that I cringe, then I'll just have it in my head to, like, don't say that again. Or go home and, like, Google better ways to phrase things. So I was like, just stick with it, stick with it, you're here. At the halfway point where I realized, like, I'm not getting this job, I was like, so what if you shit yourself right here? You know, so I, like, more or less just gotten comfortable and I was just rolling with it until the end. So I thanked them for their time. And they're like, do you have any other questions? I was like, oh, can you tell me, like, when, when you imagine you'll be deciding by? Um, and they said, um, oh, by end of week, so they'd be calling, like, by Monday. Well, Monday came and went along with Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> about seven times since then. So definitely didn't get the job. Um, but I'm leaving, and I was like, thank you for your time. And, and I'm, like, literally turned walking out the door, and he's like, oh, by the way, if you need to use the bathroom, it's at the end of the hall and on the left. And, like, immediately I feel myself go flush. Like, I'm red in the face. Because now yeah. I had suspected he saw my phone that says I have to poop. We're a half hour later <laughs> and he has offered me the bathroom. And oh, I'm like, no. so my mouth just decided that, like, do you think I'm full of shit? Oh, Was the God. right way to respond to that? <laughs> and so I did. He's like, by the way, if you need to use the bathroom, it's down the hall to the left. And I turned and looked. I'm like, do you think I'm full of shit? And oh, his, my God. his office manager, who was part of the interview, just looked like horrified. Both leaned back just slightly like, okay. And to which he replies, he's like, well, no, like you drove in from a distance. I just thought, you know, you've been on the road this morning. Maybe you wanted to use the bathroom before you got to get back on the road for another little journey. I was like, oh, well, that's really considerate of you thank you i appreciate the offer but no i'm good because there's no way i'm gonna bomb an interview then go drop a bomb in your toilet like are you kidding me you should have left an upper decker oh my god i was like no i'm fine i don't even i don't even care if he's on my phone and knows i have to poop i am not giving him the satisfaction of me admitting like yes i've been about to shit myself since i arrived here a half hour early So I didn't get that. Oh, my God. But the other one that I told you about was with a company that when I was living in Alberta, I had applied to four times. 
Yeah. And then when I returned to Ontario, I applied with them, ended up working elsewhere. And then once that contract ended, applied to them again. So this was my sixth time applying to this company. Yeah. And the first time I'd ever got any attention and I got an interview and it was with two girls and like in true COVID style, it was over the internet. So we were doing the video chat. And so it's like split screen. I can see the both of them. And like that dreaded question comes up. There's like a serious one. Then there was one who like I suspected was probably a bit more fun, but she was being professional. And yeah. uh, so like the really serious one asked me, she's like, so what would you say are your weaknesses? And again, like I, I wasn't. I fucking prepared. hate that question. Oh, what are I you supposed had, to say? No, and I Googled, like, how best to respond to that. And it's all, like, clearly, if you say any of it, that you Googled what to say. And you're not giving them anything authentic. Because who, like, I don't know. It's, I think we had this You're whole supposed thing. to guise it in the way of a strength. Like, oh, well, you know, I really enjoy working, so sometimes I get too dedicated to my job. If you right. look at me or know me for half a second, you know that I don't I like I'm there for a paycheck. I'd rather be on the mics or drawing or writing or doing anything other than having to be anywhere. Yeah. Like, well, would... then they try to say like, oh, if you're perfectionist, like, but that's good because it shows a keen attention to detail. I'm like, I'm not going to dress up anal retentive. You know, it's just like, <laughs> don't ask me that question. You'll find out. Hire me for my strengths and what. Job expectations, my experience allows me to meet. And whatever my weaknesses are, how about as an employer, you like coach me on that, address it with me as it becomes a problem. Like, why do you want to know how problematic I am before I have a chance to show you how problematic I can be? You know, it's right? like there's the a probation I, period for a reason. Fire right. me then. Right. If it doesn't work, get rid of me. And I get it. You don't want to have to like hire and rehire and whatever. But like, you know, look at my track record, look at my resume, look at my skills and like my experience. Like if it suits what you need for the love of God, what was with the games? Uh, so, so anyways, she asked me that dreaded question. Like, so what are your weaknesses? And I'm not even sure like where it came from because this was none of the lines I rehearsed. Yeah. What are your weaknesses? Uh, and I was like, Oh, puppies and cake. And like, <laughs> she was not having it. The woman on the other side of the oh screen, God. like, spits her coffee back into her mug and turns away from the camera, like, buckled over. Oh and, like, God. I don't know if she muted or not. I didn't hear laughter specifically, but I think she found it funny. So, like, she turns back around, and I'm like, oh, we're vibing. Like, you know, dumb, ask a dumb yeah. question, you get a dumb answer. Not, It's not a dumb question. It's just, it's a really, it's a difficult thing to answer. And, cool. I, like, I'm a... The mind that, like, I don't know. In that case, I guess the easiest thing to go with, which is all I can con conclude from everything I've done wrong so far, is, you know, in the case where I was applying for the property management company, when he asked what my weakness is, my answer should have just been that I've not worked in proper property management. However, yeah. among my strengths are, you know, I'm a quick learner and da-da-da-da-da, things that relate. You know, so, like, I... I don't know. I guess it's the only way to go. Why has go. it got to be a game? Well, like, I, just like I I can either do the things you want done. Like, what are my weaknesses? I. It depends on the job. And, like, it also depends on who I have to deal with at the job. You know, I'm less patient the depending if people are more or less annoying. So, I don't know yeah. what are your weaknesses. And let me tell you what my likely response will be to having to deal with them daily. 
you know? Well, like, and why can't you turn around and be like, what's the company's weaknesses? We're like, what do I walk in and everybody dreads ooh, here? Ooh, I like that. If anyone ever interviews me again, I'm <laughs> definitely not getting the job because I'm going that route. <laughs> oh, my God. My yeah, weaknesses. Like, you're giving me, you? like, fucking flashbacks. Like, that's the reasons, like, when I went back and I was working uh, – uh, at Tim Hortons and I was applying to government jobs. Um, I would have to research and there's website upon website of how to answer the government job questions specific to every department. Mm-hmm. I had an hour test and I, I swear to God this happened and your, your points on it and stuff like that. It was an hour. There was like a hundred questions or 60 questions, whatever for the CRA and the entire thing was based on don't talk to your manager if you have a problem and settle it between people. And Does like that I never come, ended badly. Oh my god. I, I come from the like the factory mentality where like if there's an issue it's uh you know addressed and then like brought up with the manager so it doesn't affect the team or anything, but like you don't really address anything too much on yourself. Like it'll get addressed through your lead. But the entire thing was like we're gonna weed out anybody that is gonna go to their supervisor their manager their team leader with a problem that isn't work related if you've got a problem handle it between yourselves which in a sense makes sense but like i'm like how fucking tired are these people of like doing (laughs) their job isn't that what you're hired to do when you're a manager is like you're handling personalities and people and teams and dynamics and like that's why you get paid more is like, I'm sorry about your luck, bud. <laughs> like you, you've got a bunch of people working under you, but like that is, and I was so blown away by it. And I like, by the end of it, I was angry. I'm like, why am I getting involved in this kind of a system that I would like loathe it so much? And like, I had to switch off my brain and answer the correct way. And like, you had to get like 80%. It was a personality test. Um, like, and then a year afterwards, I got contacted by them being like, oh, you're still in a pool. Do you want to go for your next test? I'm like, is it going to be anything about the CRA or are you just <laughs> going to be like vetting me again to be like, if we tell you to hop on one foot and do circles, will you question us? <laughs> like, how much of a follower can you be? I don't know. It was insane. And you know what, to to puppies and cake and am I full of shit, I think if you found the right workplace, like, I would hire you in a heartbeat. At least you can be <laughs> honest and, like, why, why, why would I pretend? Why would, because, like, there seems to be a mentality when you're in the recruitment phase or going through these interviews of, like, you have to learn all these skills that, like, once you're in, you forget for years until it's time to look for a new job. It's insane. It's stupid. It's a whole system built on, like, we all know we're bullshitting, but, like, how much can we trick each other, basically? Well, it's Uh, just, can you, like, regurgitate the things that are, like, status quo appropriate? You know, like, do you understand what, what is expected in terms of behavior? And can you behave that way long enough to convince someone that you could maintain that daily? And, like, no, unfortunately, I can't. I don't want to say unfortunately. Actually, I'm glad that I'm not that way. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, I have had jobs. <laughs> this is not like mm. 
Oh, here I am, 32, still uh, working towards my first paycheck. You yeah. know, like, I've had jobs. I have found places where, uh, I mean, the thing is, too, without going into, like, a whole lengthy thing, is that typically the places that'll hire personalities, like, allow for personality, really, mm-hmm. um, are full of personalities. So, like, I've had places where, like, it it was great because I at least had the liberty to be more authentic, you know, yeah. and exactly as socially awkward as I am. Um, but that puts you in an office with a whole bunch of other weirdos, you know, who also have like, which could be a powder keg filtering and the rest. And like one in particular, it worked on one hand. We're like, that's great. The employees at a certain level all got along because we we're all very kind of like of the same mind. We're like, I can tell you something honestly, and not a lot of us took offense, even if it was offensive, because like, well, you're just, just being honest. Like, what are you, you going to do? We all gave it to each other type thing, and it was fine because you'd rather that than like passive aggressiveness and all the rest of this that goes on, you yeah. know. But the problem is when management above, you know, enables the lower level to have these attitudes and then the management trumps it with like the biggest attitude of all. So it's kind of like, well, if you want to be where you can comfortably be yourself, you're going to deal with like a she beast of a situation in terms of management. And you're going to take a lot more abuse. You're allowed to give it too, but you, you know, which kind of, you know what you're signing up for. Right. And so, I mean, that was one experience. My most recent employment, like, they were a very docile group. Very, very docile. I don't think I've spoke as little to coworkers. Um, just to keep, I don't want to say it's a facade. Like, I am capable of being a certain way. Like, I understood that was expected of me and the environment demanded it. And it was a lot of um, like clientele and that. So, like, I could tone it down. But I didn't connect I guess with people because there was no like authentic not that there was no authenticity but there was just like no letting all the you know all the colors shine type thing so I guess and that's work- what I do when I go into work is like when I'm work Tim like <laughs> who I am gets left at the door and like I'm welcome to be myself there but you know not everybody really needs to deal with my libertarian like leftist views and stuff like that like because there are conservatives and stuff or you know like there's a whole other different plethora of things of like what i think is funny i'm not gonna offend somebody else that doesn't go as dark as i do so like i can check that at the door and then i get to be me outside of there but it's like you look at like how much of your life you have to like go in and pretend and like for the paycheck and machine kind of just hold everything down (laughs) like well i mean and that's you're right work is work you're there for a job not to like you know perform and be your truest best self and whatever like but i guess it depends on priorities because if you're after for a paycheck i mean we're we all work for a paycheck sure um but some people have a lot more going on in their life i think for me like i don't have i don't have children i don't have a desire for children you know, mm-hmm. or creating a family. I don't have a partner. I don't feel Amen, a sister, preach. push for a partner, you know. Like, I have no, I'm just going to say ambition, because I guess that's the word, no ambition to buy a house. Like, I'm not, like, mad saving up for a place. I'm like, geez, if I get an apartment again on my own, like, that might be neat. But I'm pretty transient, you know, that yeah. I'm like, 
I'm not attached to a whole lot, much at all, really, my dog. But apart from that, like, so for me, when I was working in an environment where there was way more, I guess, license to be yourself, like, I was fully invested in that. That job was everything. You know, it was was everything. And it, it was a demanding industry where, like, often that included work on weekends, you know, or work outside of regular office hours or even, like, overnight on call work. So, like, my job was everything. So it was important. And, like, I did appreciate that it was in a place and with people where I could fully be myself because that that was really, you know, for the most part, what I had going on. If I had, you know, a family at home or children to worry about or trying to make mortgage payments where, like, oh, whatever, like, if I end up out of a place, then, like, I'll just move into another. Like, this is not a bother to me. You know, if I had bigger worries, then, like, I just want to be my authentic self and, you know, be able to be me every day then for sure I'd probably suck it up more. But the fact that I have, like, literally nothing going on in my mm-hmm. life, like, you know, oh, just I one of those people I, where, like, I don't really want to have to stifle anything because I don't need to shut up just because I just need the money so that I can, you know, get that mortgage and get that house or, like, support my kids. Like, I no, it's just me, and, like, I'm stumbling through it on my own, so... I guess if I want to shoot myself in the foot by running my mouth and like, that's how it goes. Well, like, honestly, I, I had a, what do they call them? Intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, like it wasn't, I got some, like the clouds rolled in, you know what I mean? Like it was just a couple dark days mm-hmm. and I just like, all of a sudden I was like, what's the point? Why do I keep trying? Like I'm going to work. And I'm not coming ahead financially, which is my own fault. But, like, I'm going to work and, like, everything's going wrong outside of it. And it's this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just, like, I'm exhausted. Like, why? What's what's changing 10 years from now? What's changing a year from now? Like, and I'm like, okay, like, stop. i got to remember that I'm doing all of this for me, you know, that I've got to build up stuff outside of I don't know. I, I don't even know what like a Wait, place yeah. I came to. It's like I had to. Uh, there's there's I got to start setting goals again. I guess like to dead so soon. If you are lucky, you get eight decades. Yeah. If you're lucky, you get eight decades, right? So it's like, well, what what do you want to spend them doing? We're three into it, so you yeah. know, like what what am I doing here? My answer is largely nothing, which is the question <laughs> of the amount of effort I put into things. Not not nothing. I mean, I'm having a grand time. You know, it's That's like, how good. are you? I'm I'm not winning in terms of like adulting or status quo. Like, am I am I where I know I'm expected to be? You know, full time employed with like maybe a pension plan and benefits. Like, no, I'm not doing any of that. But how am I doing? Like, I'm I'm pretty I'm good. I mean, I'm happy. I'm having fun. I'm not seeing as many people as I wish I were. Like, COVID, it is what it is. But yeah. and I'm not able to travel. Like, this is the first time in, I came and tell you how many years that I wasn't on a plane. That, like, I didn't get to go somewhere or do something. That was devastating. And, I mean, I know that sounds super, super selfish because, like, no one did. But, you yeah. know, apart from, like, the obvious inconveniences and the whole, like, unemployment thing, on the whole... 
I feel like I'm doing better than a lot of people I know that are doing better in the other realm. Like, great, like, you're hitting those landmarks, and, you know, financially, you're stable, and, like, that looks appealing sometimes. But, like, are they happy? They're exhausted, and they're stressed. And it's all about yeah. getting to the next goal, and you get to the next goal, and, like, can you get the house, and you got to furnish it, and you got to, like, redecorate or whatever you're going to do with it, renovate, and, like, you need money. So it's, like, you literally go exhaust yourself. So you can, like, create this home you know, or family or whatever it is that you're trying to build so that you can be further exhausted and then, and then you die and then your family's going to sell that house and everything that you worked for, like, so I guess it's a balancing act, but, like, how unhappy are you willing to be to hit those, like, status quo expectations, I guess? Well, and I think that's something that you and I have discussed in the past. Like, I think that it's okay and there's more and more of us that aren't interested in those goals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like, I know I've talked about a house a lot, but, you know, moving up career-wise isn't on my list of, like, must-haves or need-to-do, you know, uh, finding a wife and ha having kids isn't really on my list either. So, like, what is it? Is it creative outlets? And, like, you know, you got to try and you got to find those things and then start following them. Like, that's the long and the short of it and you do everything else. And if it's, you know, a couple of gigs here and there to kind of make enough money that you get to actually follow your passion, then absolutely, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think there's more and more people cheering us on for like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like do your, do you, do you like mm -hmm. whatever is going to bring you joy, chase that. And like, then that's why like, I, I don't get down on anybody that, wants the picket fence and all that stuff that's awesome it's just like you said like that the list of all of those reasons is like that's that's not what i want i want out man i just want a little cottage where i can like mess around and watch my netflix like and so you got to make smaller goals and like all right this is the i don't need a mansion i need a two-bedroom i don't need this i need a fenced-in backyard and then like you start finding that stuff uh, I don't know. It's crazy. I, can't, I I hope that you keep up this positive attitude because it sounds like you've been in a great place the last couple of weeks, and that it's awesome. I'm really happy for you, Cat. I mean, it came to a point where like it is what it is. I just had to like laugh a little, cry a little, and be like, "All right, but this is this is just where I'm at. It is what it is. Like I'm trusting that something will happen." Well, and with know, all I due respect. You and I both left our careers out west to come back and, like, help out with family. For family, yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like, uh, my family is, doesn't doesn't listen to my things, even if I told them to listen to this. So <laughs> I was going to go ahead and say, like, between you and I and anyone listening, like, I'm my heart's pretty set on going back west. Um, mm. But, like, fuck those Alberta winters. So I'm going to ride out the winter, I figure, you know, have a little more family time, whatnot. But spring, like, I don't know. I, I read an article, and, like, Edmonton is supposedly the fastest-growing Canadian, large Canadian city, faster than Toronto and Vancouver right now that they're expanding. I go online, and I look at jobs, and, like, even just within the category of admin, where, like, that's where my skills are best suited, um, admin positions, like, up the wazoo. I'm like, that's. That's where things are growing and expanding right now. That's where I want to be. 
you yeah. know? So I just feel like you have to go where there's work. I understand Absolutely. my family wants me here. My family also wants me, you know, gainfully employed, you know, maybe not living in so many of their basements and whatnot. It's like, well, I can accomplish mm. that by going west where there are jobs. And, I mean, I might live in someone's basement still, but it won't be one of theirs. So, yeah. you know, it does remove me from the equation. And I feel like the sentiment is going to be that it's, I don't know what the word is, I f- like abandonment, maybe? Like I came back for I don't know. To that be could be. For like 13 years, and I've been back for a year and a half. So like that's that's pretty good. Yeah. A year and a half. Like I've been bouncing around and I've been here. I mean, I, this is my this is my second place I've lived since I've been in Ontario, but still like in the same region. Of course they're going to miss you, but it's more than that. They're going to recognize and celebrate the fact that you know, like how many resumes have you sent out? How hard have you looked for a job? They all know how hard you're working towards that stuff. And if moving your life ahead means that you go to be with your friends and have a social life Back and where I get was, work, my life was moving ahead. Yeah. It, like, no like, one can, I like... I put it on hold to be here, and I'm watching everyone else, you know, like, reach those milestones and, and build their empires and, like, move forward. And, uh, like, my role is I'm I'm just watching. I'm just watching it all happen. Yeah. I'm watching myself go nowhere. Yeah. And Slowly. they're going to celebrate you for... Not, it's not about being selfish. It's about being smart. And you know, like, <laughs> it's not selfish. You are, you're going to be moving your life ahead and you got to do what's right for Kat. And I'm sure they'll be excited for you as much as they'll miss you, you know, in equal parts. Well, I mean, it's tricky. It's just tricky these days. Like, you either stay put where you're at because that's, like, some people, they never leave. They're born and raised in stay put where they're at and like that's it and they just understand what the opportunities are in that region and make the best of it or make an easy life of it i don't i don't know like like i said like i'm not void of an idea of value in work there for sure is but i think that's why i'm so frustrated that i don't i don't want a job where i don't feel good about what I'm doing and everything just seems so menial and that's exhausting. And I'm just, you know, like you you want a career as opposed to the right personalities and that's it. Like when it clicks, it it clicks. I've been there before in good spots. So, you know, just trusting. But I think step one is like, I need to be in the right place where I feel like, yes, this is where I want to build or at least move to, to move from, (laughs) you Mm. know, like, yeah. Well, I'm in your corner, and I hope that you continue to write and, you know, maybe podcast when that comes about, because that's, I, I don't know. I want to see you on your next adventure, because, like, to, to see how far you've come and the time that you've been home and, like, where you're going to be a year from now. I don't know. I'm just excited for you. I appreciate gonna... that. I will say it's been growth. It's been a lot of, like, growing pains. And for Mm -hmm. the longest while, I'm like, we talked about this. Like, thank God I had you when I first moved back. And, like, I was pretty devastated for, like, at least the first six months that I just felt like I'm never going to get on my feet. And, like, I was even working by then. Like, I I had a job, um, a decent one. And it's, like, it's not like I was struggling all that long to find work. Didn't you have a screen saver with a countdown until you didn't have to go back in again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. 
I had a countdown, yeah, on my phone for how many days left to work from the day I started working. Because yeah. it was a contract, so I knew it was going to end, right? So, I mean, even I when I so. had... This what is a would... tough place to come back to because there's not a lot of culture yeah. or life. And, like, I think I'm very grateful for you as well because, like, we've just decided, like, all right, well, let's just start doing stuff. Like, yeah. that's... What's the worst that could come from that? You know, you just... One project Do after another. Stuff. <laughs> right? Fuck it. Yeah. At least we're trying. Yeah. I think strange times, but things are going to get better. And hopefully you and I can keep doing this. Did you enjoy this recording? Because I think I had a hell of a good time. Yes. But on the COVID thing, I have my very COVID Christmas poem. Oh, nice. I was like, I was prepared. I wrapped it up just so I'd have it done on time. Um, so I did mine. I'm not happy with it. I'm going to have to, like, go back in, and, like, the next time you and I record, I'm going to have something a little more polished. Um, it doesn't really rhyme yet, and i got to make it a little bit shorter, but uh, who do you want to go first? Do you want my rough shot first and then yours? Yeah. Uh, Let okay. me hear what you've got. Um, it was the night before Christmas when all through the two-bedroom apartment a single income couldn't afford... Not a creature was stirring, except the couple next door, having a drunken discourse about nonsense. The stockings were hung by the sliding door, in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. The dog was snug at the end of the bed, while visions of a social life danced in his head. The short <laughs> list of bumble matches had long since run out. Me and my boxers passed out on the couch. Smoked too much weed... When out in the cul-de-sac arose such a clatter, I sprang from the weighted blanket. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the blinds to peep on the neighbors. The streetlights cascade on muddy roads. It gave the luster of midday to the Amazon packages resting outside the neighbors' doors. When what to my glazed eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, it took me a second, but that must be St. Nick. More rapid than geese, his coursiers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Dancer and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the fence. Now click-clack away, click-clack, the bloggers and offended, because Santa has reindeer, and that must be cruel." St. Nicholas tried to enter the front door like a modern-day typhoid Mary. Motherfucker don't know that pandemic is on. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot. I think I see Peta in a bush. And his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. Of course I don't want to get sick, but it's more than that. I just vacuumed and mopped. I ignored as he knocked. His eyes now how they twinkled. His dimples, his cheeks, his nose were all covered. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. that was my best attempt. I like it. It's it's very like classic Christmas. You stuck way more to the format than I did. It's a little bit rough still, but I think I can get it there. Very COVIDy. Let's hear yours. I'm excited for this. I heard it's a little dark. It, you know what? 
yeah, it went a few different directions. And then tonight I was like, just wrap it up. What are you trying to say here? So, uh, all right. Twas the night before Christmas and not a pillow was dry, soaked by the tears from children, crying, why, mommy, why? Why isn't Santa coming? Doesn't he care? I've been good all year long, mom, this isn't fair. How's a mother to explain the pandemic response tactic, mandating the segregation of the geriatric demographic? More difficult still for a mother to explain is the empty cupboards and the hunger pain, or the void in the corner where a tree usually shines, or how the unpaid bills now include late payment fines. She said Santa is elderly. We don't want him to get sick. So the government has quarantined old St. Nick to keep him safe during these times so unsure. But mom, Santa has magic. He can make a cure. Why doesn't Santa just gift everyone good health? Because, child, he'd be cutting into Big Pharma's source of wealth. (laughs) And one day, child, you'll understand better. Mom, you want to know what I wrote in the letter that I sent to Santa up to the North Pole? I asked him to help you with that goddamn hole. The one you told Grandma about on the phone. The one you can't get out of on your own. I told him you're a good worker. He should give you a position. I said you're non-essential, but you have a cheery disposition. My (laughs) sweet child, I don't know what to say. Times are tough, but we'll be okay. Socioeconomic reform just takes time, but the transition to communism will be complete in your lifetime, if not in mine. Besides, we have love, which can't be bought. Now close your eyes and dream a happy thought. And tomorrow we'll feast on what the food bank sent, sorry, on what the food bank sent me and be one day closer to the end of 2020. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That was so yeah, good. But uh, that's reality for some. Absolutely. That was fantastic, Kat. That's, and that's it then. Done. Wrapped. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm my God. Up. I'm like, nah, I think that's as good as she gets. That's fantastic. I want a copy of that. Okay. If you could type that up and send that to me, sure. I'm going to do something sure. with it. I'll draw Santa with a mask. Yes. There you go. Oh, well, then that sounds where yours was going at the end. With his face covered? Is that where that was going? Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, weird, well, if weird. you enjoyed Kat's writing, you can find her on Katrina Being Katrina, her blog. And possibly a uh, podcast coming in the next couple of months or whenever that works itself out. Hopefully. My writing has stalled. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting into like the what we discussed prior to the mm. recording. I think what happened was I was thinking I got too fixated on like the writing becoming this thing where like that could be my source of income type thing where I'm like, how do I do that full time? Kind of like how you talk about the podcast often, Um, you know, where like you get in that state of mind where like, how do I get that I can just do this full time? And it went from my fixation to like, I just want to write and that be my thing to more like, why? Like, what's my motivation? Like, well, because I don't want to have to abide by the system. And then I got more fixated on not so much on like, I just want to write, but I'm like, how do I get around the system? And frankly, like, that's where a lot of my energy went the last few weeks. I and, I uh, completely understand. I, I That's the exact yeah. same thing that I went through where it's it stops being about the thing that you love doing and being like, how do I change the thing I love doing into the thing that would get me out? 
And right. So it. now I am doing something like F the system, but it's not writing. So my blog's <laughs> going nowhere. I feel like I'm doing something like towards my goal, but the but not the way that like I'd first imagined doing it. So I feel like I just need a little more of my like my own brand of vigilante justice for myself. I'm not doing anything for the world, but just for my own self. (laughs) And then, but I feel like through this, there will be more to write about. So yeah, hopefully I get refocused. I'm feeling like the new year. Did you, did you observe the, the lunar eclipse at all? No, I missed it. On November 30th. So on Sunday night and then Monday was like, I don't know. I I know a few people that felt super off. It hit me on Sunday. Like I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming actually, but I felt super off and like I was venting um, to Logan. And then he's like, you know, Elena and I are doing, um, I don't know if I should be using their names or not. I I don't think they'd mind. I didn't check with them. But. We'll give you a buyer's remorse. Like this won't come out for a bit. So if uh, I send you the report, Recording, then you can decide if that's something you want to clear with them or if you want their uh, names taken out. That'll take me two seconds. Okay, sure. Or I can just say, like, I was venting to a couple friends because I was feeling super off on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, they asked, are you planning on doing, like, a candle ritual or something for the lunar eclipse tonight? And I was like, oh, there's a lunar eclipse. They're like, yeah, in Gemini. And I was like, oh, well, and I'm a Gemini. If you believe in any of that stuff. I was like, I feel like maybe this is why I feel off today. It was as good enough reason as the other non-existent reasons I had for why things were feeling weird. Um, so then, like, I did a card reading, like the tarot card, and I was like, ooh, it was kind of, like, dead on with what the emotions were that day. Like, not even kidding, cried, like, repeatedly oh, throughout yeah. the day for, like, feelings, but I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, so... I was like super feeling and I was like, okay, what the heck? I'm going to do one of these candle rituals because what have I got to lose? Like I'm already having a weird day. Why not do a weird thing to top it off? And yeah. like Monday came and the next day, like I felt so much calmer and like probably, I mean, you could argue it was psychological. Like, cause I did this thing that I then put faith would, you know, make tomorrow a better day and like tomorrow yeah. was a better day. So it's like, okay, cool. Um, but since then, I've heard a lot of people like making comments about this week, just like, man, it got off to a weird star. They were in like a weird place Monday, Tuesday and like, yeah, or even Sunday that some people are just like, gosh, what an off day. I keep hearing it where I'm like, well, I mean, when you're listening for something or looking for something, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't have any particular. I, I, uh, I had a rough start to this week. It was just weird overall, and, like, I was picking fights, and, like, I had to step away, like, actively make sure that I was not getting involved in any kind of confrontation because, like, it was just me. It was just the way that I was feeling. Anything that anybody told me, I was taking it and changing it around. But, you know what? Next episode, you're going to have to tell me about the candle ritual and what is in in there and I'll give it a shot. Even if it's a placebo effect, I'll, <laughs> I'm always yeah. willing to trick myself. Well, I have to check with my friend. She's got this whole calendar that shows all the lunar phases. And then like when there's a significant event that's mm-hmm. likely to like generate some sort of effect on people that are like sensitive to it, aware to it, or like just like for shits and giggles want to just take a moment to be intentional and have a ritual to like, yeah. You know, it's it's quite, like, meditative, really, just to 
whether you believe in like the whole moon and the stars and it being something that has impact on you or if you just want to like take that time to like reflect a little bit but yeah for sure then we can discuss it and i'll let you know when the next lunar event is coming up that would make it worthwhile doing a ritual oh yeah that sounds awesome we can do tarot cards too next time oh sweet yes definitely (laughs) if we're going that route i feel like i'll just commit and do all those things that sounds awesome um so i think i'm going to end the recording here okay bye folks